The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald. Garen Perro, columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we are headed to Jakarta to catch up with Neil Whitaker. Neil is Managing Director of Nusantara Resources, which trades under the code NUS, or November Uniform Sierra, to be sure. It was most recently traded at 32 cents for a market cap of about 65 million on a a fully diluted basis. Nusantara is working on becoming a 120,000 ounce a year low-cost gold producer in the early years from its AWAC mass project in Indonesia's South Sulawesi province. Uh, first production slotted for around 2022. Annual production over the initial 16-year mine life has been put at 97,000 ounces per annum. A final investment decision on an initial US 156 million development is planned for early next year. Now, we all know gold is all the rage at the moment, and it's fair to say that if AWAC mass with its reserve base of 1.5 million ounces and sub-US $900 an ounce costs was in the back blocks of Western Australia, the company's market cap would be a multiple of what it is currently. I will ask Neil about that apparent disconnect in a moment and how he sees it unwinding as first production approaches. But first of all, I'm going to welcome him to the podcast. Uh, G'day, Neil, and thanks for your time today. No, it's a pleasure, Barry. Okay. Okay, to start out, Neil, it would be great if you could uh, give us a bit of a rundown on your uh, professional uh, educational background and how that might have led you to uh, end up with the New Santara and the AWAC Mass opportunity. No, sure. Um, I'm actually talking to you from Jakarta, uh, where I'm working from home at the moment, but, but I'm a mining engineer from the UK. I, uh, I went to college at Leeds University and Imperial College in London. But I, I'm pretty international these days. My good fortune has been a career with uh, some decent companies, Anglo, uh, WMC, Nickel and Gold, and Newcrest, uh, usually with the same people and often in, in overseas locations. But for a while, I was with Clough Engineering uh, from Perth, which actually led me to a later life to work over here in Jakarta with uh, both Petrosea and the new owners in Dig Energy, both of whom are now associated with this project. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of how I've got here. Actually, it's been it's connections with people I know, people I trust, and, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you're uh, based in Jakarta at the moment. Oh, obviously, COVID's a big issue around the world. How's uh, Indonesia shaping up? Well, I, it's it's not easy in any part of the world. Um, the, the COVID experience. Uh, we have a some good fortune as a project that's still in the front-end engineering stage. So we're somewhere between finishing up Mm -hmm. a feasibility study and moving into construction next year. So a lot of our work is remote. Um, Some of that's in offices here, some of that's in offices in in Australia with some mine site activity. But, you know, our protocols for managing the pandemic here are really no different from anywhere else. Um, In fact, the medical facilities that we have I have to say, uh, a pretty good uh, partner in Dick Energy 
is well invested in the medical area. They have their own um, medical facilities. So our employees are all fully tested and, and we run through the kind of um, uh, quarantine routines and, and uh, that, that any Australian uh, stock exchange listed company would go through. So to be yeah. quite honest, I'm, I'm, I've been here for several months, but I, I'm pretty safe, uh, pretty healthy. And, and our employees are all COVID-free. Right. Great to hear. Now, I mentioned earlier that if the project was in WA, the company's market cap would likely be a multiple of where it is today. Uh, why does that discount exist and what needs to occur for it to be unwound, do you think? Well, I think so. I think there is a, an inevitable uh, discount for a, a project that's in Indonesia. Uh, but I think you have to look at it uh, this way. We... What Nusantara has been able to do in, in less than three years has been to take a, um, you know, um, an uncertain project uh, of our mass in southeast uh, Sulawesi and, and today is presenting a project with very attractive economics at a time when the gold market is booming, as you know. Um, mm. We are undervalued today, but as we move through um, to a decision to mine in early next year, I think we can anticipate a re-rating of, uh, of the share price. And uh, I say that not just from my own personal uh, conviction, but uh, we have used an analyst MST out of um, uh, Sydney who have uh, rated our share price at a double um, what it is on the market today. So for a junior company, Nusantara has some strong names on the share register. Indica with 23%, Lion Selection with 22%, and Australian Super 14%. Of the three, Indica is also becoming a 40% project partner. Tell us a bit about Indica and the importance you place on having a strong Indonesian partner in the project. Um, our people and our partners are... Uh, are most important, and I think a game changer in Nusantara strategy has been the engagement uh, with Indica Energy, as, as you suggest. Um, Indica Energy are a, uh, a billion-dollar-plus diversified energy company. Um, they're particularly skilled at partnering, and they do this with uh, with with partners with technical capabilities, and and in return they bring strong relationships with the regulatory bodies. Uh, over here who, you know, supports the, the permitting and, and, and the relationships are really fundamental to deliver a project. And, and as you've already said, they're also bringing commitment in, in, in equity to the table of some $40 million together with their subsidiary Petrasy, who are bringing another $40 million in deferred loan payments. So they are seriously hooked into the project. Good. Okay. Uh, you mentioned earlier you were no stranger to Indonesia, given uh, starting out there with Clough uh, about 10 years ago. I was just wondering, uh, what changes have you seen in Indonesia since? And the free trade agreement recent, uh, signed recently with Australia, what, what, what might that mean for the project? Indonesia has certainly changed. I was last here in 2010, and, and it's not recognisable. The, um, the economy's been booming. And I think the World Bank have rated uh, Indonesian economy now from, from being a lower middle income 
economy to our upper middle income economy. And in Southeast Asia, the growth here is racing ahead of anywhere else. And to your point, you know, the two large economies here of Australia and Indonesia through the, uh, the trade agreement is really cementing a commitment to each other. And um, I, what I see on this side of the fence over here in Indonesia is a, a, a much improved regulatory and fiscal regime. Um, mm. The mines department are doing their utmost to support investment in Indonesia. And you only, you, know, you only have to look at Nickel Mines Australia, um, also in, in, in Sulawesi, just to see how, uh, how determined the government are to illustrate their commitment to Australian investment. Mm. And that uh, is all, I guess, strengthened uh, nowadays with the, the free trade agreement being in place? Well, it does. And um, I have to say, we've already been in touch with the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. In fact, they've been in touch with, with me and the team uh, uh, to actually offer their support in any way that the um, you know, Australian Embassy can. And I have mm. to say, having, having worked overseas with Newcrest previously, you know, I've always enjoyed tremendous support from DFAT. And right now, today in Indonesia, the trade agreement um, is, a, is a huge statement statement of Australia's commitment to partner and invest here. Right. Uh, I guess we better have a look at the project. Uh, we've talked about everything. Oh, else. should they? <laughs> but the people, um, the people matter. The people and the partners are fundamental. I think if you're taking as an Australian company, Barry, I think that this entire be very smart. Um, mm. I came in here in or September, I arrived in Jakarta last year, and that was part of a strategy to step into the country um, together with partner Indica Energy. We have a project office now open here um, in, in Jakarta, and uh, you know this is now our center of gravity to deliver the project, which uh, I think you're going to ask me some questions about, yeah? Right, yeah. You had the... Uh the June uh, update of the DFS, uh, what were the key findings? Well, what were the enhancements, I guess, from the original DFS? And what does it tell us in terms of, uh, you know, first production, production costs, that sort of stuff? Since the 2018 DFS, um, this has come a long way in, uh, in improving the project economics. So we, we've done that in, through three things, Barry. We've, been, uh, we've improved... Um, uh, the ounces through through expiration. Now, Nusantara has added 600,000 ounces since supplying the property uh, originally in 2017. In the last year, we've added another 350,000 ounces, uh, and and that, you know that takes uh, resources in our April statement to uh, uh, 2.35 million ounces. Um, our reserves through improved mine planning and uh, and optimization. Uh, as announced in June, now sit at over one and a half million ounces. So, you know, we have a respectable entry level gold mine in terms of resources and, uh, and reserves. We've already talked about the people. You know, we have the geological asset, we have the people. And, um, and in June, we've also announced an update from our, uh, new, on a new financial model. And that's showing, you know, uh, valuation now with an MPV of over 500 million and a payback of less than two years. So you know, this is really destined to be the next gold mine in Indonesia. 
Right. Okay. Um, now, I might be getting ahead of things here, but I was wondering, what about the embedded optionality in the project? I'm talking about, you know, the prospects for increasing reserves, the expansion of the initial project, and what you see is the untapped potential in terms of the overall scale of the resource, perhaps? I think I've started the mining lease, which over here is a contract of work um, that has a 10-year bars of 33 years. And we're, in a, we're just in the first three years of construction. Uh, we mm -hmm. have 10 years uh, available to New Santara before we need to, there's any obligatory divestment to, you know, uh, less than 50% interest. Um, mm -hmm. We've only explored, uh, probably ourselves and predecessors have touched about 60% of a, you know, uh, 14,000 hectare lease. Uh, probably only half of that's been seriously explored. So, you know, we're, we're confident from the work we've done today in exploration. There's a, there's a 5 million ounce uh, plus uh, field on our contract of work. The success we've had in exploration today has actually been to extend the, our mass main deposit um, uh, in depth. And what it's generating is a bigger mine. But we actually, of course, a lease and, and near mine, you know, within trucking distance of our proposed processing plant, we have a number, a number of uh, near surface targets. So in the balance of this year, we're actually going to be exploring at uh, a high grade satellite of Salabulo. And we're also looking at uh, between the two mines, you know, less than a kilometre from the mill, at uh, you know um, uh, at a location called Punchakatara, where there is surface outcrop um, and a number of trenches that uh, have high gold values. So we we have actually the opportunity to improve the the current plan with better grade near mine uh, discovery. The other point you raised was uh, the optionality of expansion. Um, the, the combination of, of discovery, um, the improved reserves in mine planning and gold price, which obviously does make a difference, mm. is leading to a bigger, long life, low cost mine, as, as you point out. And, and I suppose if we're the victims of our success, then we need to consider the opportunity for expansion and, and a bigger processing plant. It's not usually smart to start reopening study discussions, you know, when you're in a moving into an engineering and execution phase. But we will look at the option to expand at a later date. So what we're looking at is actually future proofing the ability mm. to expand once we're in production and we have a revenue stream. No, okay. Now, just as a matter of interest, how does it work in Indonesia compared with Australia? If that if Arak Mass was in Australia, uh, you'd be surrounded by competitors um, yeah. taking up uh, open ground. Um, is, how does it work in Indonesia? Do you have all the ups, upside in terms of the uh, the exploration grounds uh, that you're interested in, or are there competitors in the neighbourhood now? Our, our, our lease is 100% owned by Nusantara and our. And our and our partner here in our mass Indica Energy. So um, we have more than enough uh, tenements for exploration to meet our needs for a mine of many, many years. Very the mm. some of the um, uh, if our interpretation is correct, and, and we think it is from 
the drilling results that we've been seeing over the last couple of years. There's, there's potential for, you know, there's obviously a deep-seated intrusive feature in this in this deposit that overlays the, the sedimentary um, disseminated mineralization. And, and we can see that in the magnetic resistivity. We can see that in copper values at surface. And all of this points to a similar mineralization to that you see at Cadia Valley of a, you know, a deeper seated copper porphyry with the kind of the gold mineralization that we're currently seeing near the surface. Now we don't, I'm not suggesting that we're going to put a, you know, a, a deep hole down to test the area, but everything is suggesting that we have a, a, a geologist, Colin McMillan, from his background with Newcrest in particular, has a very good handle, handle on, the, on the geology at this site. All right, so plenty of uh, potential upside there from the existing project, which uh, I was just going to ask, the CapEx, uh, how's that to be funded? Well, at the moment, we're fully funded for, for this year with a $30 million budget. That, that funding comes from a $40 million uh, equity position from Indica Energy, our partner here in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, $40 million, uh, comes from uh, their subsidiary Petrosy in a deferred loan arrangement. And another $10 million commitment is coming from, um, from Nusantara. So right now today, we have 90 million US dollars, which will take us through this year and into early construction next year. Um, right. As we said, I've actually just come off a finance meeting where we're um, actively progressing solutions for, for debt finance, uh, for the balance of the funds that we need to complete the construction. And given the robust economics, the equity in place and the profile of the project, um, debt financing, uh, I'm not going to say it should be a snack, but uh, <laughs> should well, be I think too challenging. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that the, the project economics speak for themselves as, as we've published. But um, the, the project is attractive to both investors with a, you know, a currently undervalued price, but it, it has... Uh, with the risk mitigation I think we put in place in partnering in country and, um, and the skills we bring to the project, you know, um, we're certainly attracting uh, lenders as well. Mm, so I don't, I don't okay. see financing in this state. It's not an easy process. And, uh, mm. you know, there's a number of options. We're using a debt advisor out of Sydney to help us through the process. Um, mm. But we're racing through this year, uh, as I say, fully funded to deliver um, a decision to mine in early next year. And, and this is the exciting part. If you look today, Ray, and I'm sure you have, the gold price uh, today is, a, is a, you know, it's hitting, it's a, it's a new eight-year high at, at 58 yeah. US dollars an ounce. And, and for the quarter, it's a record. You know, and I think the highest price was you know, $1,917 an ounce in November 2011. To, to but there's money flowing into gold. And as yeah. you rightly say, some of that will go into Australia. Uh, you know, you, you can invest in Newmont and Barrick with some certainty of a return at the moment because gold is definitely providing a hedge against, uh, you know, some malaise in the general equity markets. Um, but Nusantara provides an opportunity 
I guess, for a bigger return at this stage in the project development. Okay, then the, we've got the final investment decision early next year, uh, but I was wondering what we can uh, you, you'll be able to tell investors to look out for in terms of news flow uh, for the rest of this calendar year. Well, Barry, I, I like to think we have a record of, of meeting our promises. Um, so the first half of, half of this year, we've kicked the ball uphill. We've we stepped up with resources, reserves, and, and uh, latest economics. Uh, mm. Through the latter half of this year, uh, I don't see the pace changing at all. Um, we will complete a detailed uh, front-end engineering design contract with our partners, Petrosy, which is designed to add value. Um, we are drilling on the site um, to close down the drill spacing uh, to provide a better level of confidence for the first few years of production um, and towards the end of the year we will update our resources and reserves yet again so you know I, I I see the second half of this year as being positive in terms of delivering better project economics um, and um, yeah it's a, it's an exciting time certainly is okay now well thanks for the rundown on the project and your insights into uh, Indonesia. We're all glad here that things are going well there in terms of the COVID situation. Uh, so we'll wrap that up now and say thanks very much for your time and uh, best wishes. That's great to talk to you. Thank you, Mike.